Greetings, saints. I welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to this, his house. And pray that today, as we uh, assemble in corporate worship, that the Lord and his spirit will visit us here, and that it might be a great blessing to you. That that spirit might move amongst you and minister to your heart and soul and might uh, remind you today of the reason that we are here. In the book of Luke, the fourth chapter, beginning at the verse 16, is our call to worship today. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he'd opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of the sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and he sat down. And the eyes of all those who were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said unto him, or and they said, Is this not Joseph's son? I always marvel at this scripture. I usually use it in context of teaching when Jesus went to the synagogue as was his custom on the Sabbath day. But in context of the service today, this sacrament service, I believe that it's important for us to look at the words of verse 18, which he read from the prophet Isaiah, which is Greek for Isaiah. The 61st chapter, by the way. And he was sent to preach to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to those that are captive and sight to those that are blind. And the people recognized him. They knew that he had been brought up there in that place. And they marveled at the gracious words that came from his mouth. This, my friends, is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is our Savior, and we come today to worship him. I pray that his good spirit will uh, again bless us this day as we uh, come together to remember what he's done and partake of those emblems in remembrance of his body and his blood. Let's use as a opening hymn 
Hymn number 25, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, and after which we'll have an invocation by Brother Tony Brown. Number 25. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And Father, we gather here this day to this your house for a very special purpose, to remember that last and great and infinite sacrifice of thy only begotten Son. And because of this great sacrifice, it gives us great hope for the future. And Father, we trust that each one here has come in repentance and in an offering of righteousness. And not only this offering of righteousness this day, but each day, may we offer that to Thee. 
Father, we have felt thy good spirit here already. And we would ask that it might continue to fall upon each one. Each one sitting in this congregation. Thy priesthood. And especially for our brother Joe. Our pastor, our shepherd. As he presides over this service and brings that spoken word. May it move upon him that each heart here might be pricked and that each one might have a greater desire to serve thee and know how you need servants. And may we be those servants and may you bless us this day as we worship you in spirit and truth is our prayer. In Jesus' most precious and holy name, amen. For an offertory scripture, I'd like to read from Doctrine and Covenants, section 77, verse 4, A through E. Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye are little children, and ye have not as yet understood how great blessings the Father has in his own hands and prepared for you, and ye cannot bear all things now. Nevertheless, be of good cheer, for I will lead you along. The kingdom is yours, and the blessings thereof are yours, and the riches of eternity are yours. And he who receiveth all things with thankfulness shall be made glorious, and the things of this earth shall be added unto him, even an hundredfold, yea, more. Wherefore, do the things which I have commanded you, saith your Redeemer, even the Son of Amen who prepareth all things before he taketh you. For ye are the church of the firstborn, and he will take you up in the cloud and appoint every man his portion. And he that is faithful and wise steward shall inherit all things. Amen. Will you bow with me? Our righteous and eternal Heavenly Father, we deem it a joy and a privilege that we might gather together this morning to worship thee. For thou art truly a God worthy of our worship, for thou art full of love, grace, truth, and mercy. We would that thou would be with us now as we give a portion back to thee of what we owe. Help us realize that all that we have belongeth unto thee, and that all that we have has been given to us by thee. Bless us to this end, we pray, in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.
You might have expected Brother Neil Sherman this morning. He uh, has taken ill and, and couldn't be here uh, today, so I'm happy to be able to, to stand and present unto you the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And reading out of the book of Acts, the fifth chapter, beginning of verse 27, it says, And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in his name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of their sins. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. These apostles I marvel at as they stood in uh, the firmness of their faith to proclaim this Jesus Christ, even though they were uh, on trial, if you will, before the leaders of the Sadducees that instructed them not to preach about this Jesus Christ. And yet they said they filled all of Jerusalem with his doctrine. And these apostles knew that they'd rather obey God than men. I visited with uh, Brother Neil uh, earlier in the week. We talked about this very scripture as we discussed uh, this week's theme, which is the entire book of Acts. And we talked about uh, the scriptures that seem to be the most appropriate for the sacrament of the Lord's Supper are the ones that I just read. For it speaks of how it is that Jesus was hung on a cross, that we, uh, through what he did, might uh, exalt him as prince and savior. Because what he did is he offered repentance to all of Israel, to the house of Israel. The scripture that I read out of the, um, the book of Luke has a call to worship where Jesus was uh, stood, in, stood up in the temple and he read the book of Isaiah, which is Isaiah, as I mentioned. And he proclaimed that day that that scripture was fulfilled in their hearing. Jesus Christ stood in his hometown, in his hometown synagogue, before the people that he'd worshipped with since he was a child and explained to them that the prophecy of Isaiah was fulfilled that day in their hearing. 
And he read from the uh, 61st chapter of the book of Isaiah. And I'm going to read the first uh, few verses, 1 through 3, that Jesus read there that day in the synagogue. The whole account is not recorded in the book of Luke, but rather a paraphrase of this particular verse. And I think it's worthy for us to listen to in its entirety. Because this is the prophet Isaiah who who was well-respected amongst all of Israel, speaking and proclaiming the truth of the coming of the Messiah, a Savior. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, and to comfort all those that mourn, and to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, and to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Aren't those beautiful words? And isn't that exactly what Jesus did when he came here and walked amongst the children of men and proclaimed unto them these glad tidings? And what he did for us, and he still does today, is he replaces all of those ills in our life with joy. He offers unto us forgiveness. He offers us mercy, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. All of these things are part of the human life. Sadness, mourning, regret, We have in and of ourselves these emotions, don't we? You've experienced them. I know that you have. We all have. And in our deepest time of trouble is when the Lord reaches down and blesses us. Sometimes when we least expect it. He's so great. He's so merciful and kind to us, is he not? And compassion. Think of the compassion of Jesus Christ. Think about when he hung there on the cross. And he thought of his own mother. And he asked his servant John. He says, behold my mother. And asked him to take care of her in those words that he spoke. What compassion. He has the same compassion and tender concern for each and every one of us. Of course he does. We are his creation. We're his children. He wants us to be with us. He wants us to be with him. He says so often, I would have gathered you as a hen gathereth her chicks, but you would not. The invitation is always there. And brothers and sisters, I don't care what it is that's in your life. All these sins that are in our life that canker our souls, 
that dirty our garments can be forgiven. All we have to do is ask with sincerity in our hearts, with a desire to be forgiven. And he says he would gather us in like a hen gathereth her chicks. Have you ever seen a hen gathereth her chicks? may not be as common nowadays to understand that as it was in times past. That hen will gather each and every one of its little chicks under its wings and protect them and keep them warm and safe. All these things the Lord offers to us. In the third book of Nephi, when Jesus appeared to the Nephites, he um, first spoke by the power of his spirit to them. And he spoke not only once, but twice. And he spoke not only twice, but three times. And they didn't understand. And then in the third book of Nephi, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 6, says, And it came to pass that again they heard the voice, and they understood it not. And again, the third time, they did hear the voice and did open their ears to it. And their eyes were towards the sound thereof, and they did look steadfastly towards heaven from whence the sound came. And behold, the third time they did understand the voice which they heard. And it said unto them, Behold, my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased, in whom I have glorified my name, hear ye him. Saints, these are the words of the Father, speaking by the power of the Holy Ghost, proclaiming to this nation who Jesus Christ is, that indeed he is the Son of God. And Jesus, they saw then and witnessed him coming down, and, and he brought ministry unto them. And he taught them, and he gathered them. And he departed from them and promised to come back the next morning. And all that night, the Nephites went about the land, telling others that hadn't yet witnessed to come and to see and to behold this Jesus Christ. And on the morrow, just as he promised, he appeared unto them again. And ministered to them. And he had them to come forward. He asked them, come forward. And he says, feel the prints on his hands where the nails had been driven. And on his feet. And the spear that pierced his side to touch those scars as a witness to them of indeed, this is Jesus Christ that was crucified for their sins. You know, there's that scripture that, that says there were so many things that Jesus did that even the world itself could not contain all the books that should be written about him. And isn't that true? 
There's so many things that I could speak to you about this morning of this Jesus Christ, of what he did, that volumes of books would fill the whole world if we wrote everything down. We have some of that volume that's been written. Under the direction of the Spirit, we have these scriptures, and I pray that they're a blessing to you. All these testimonies are recorded and speak of him. I don't mean to embarrass him, but I do want to share with you, if you weren't in the prayer service, something that our brother Joe Gio shared with me before the prayer service. And he was talking about uh, visiting with some family and, and um, a quote that he came across. And that quote was, if I didn't get it wrong, that we don't quit when we're tired, we quit when it's done. And I thought to myself as he spoke those words of what it was that Jesus said when he was there on the cross and he cried to his father. And he said, It is finished. And he gave up the ghost. You see, Jesus presided over every aspect of his crucifixion. He knew it was going to happen. He talked to his heavenly father about it. He knew every aspect of what was about to take place. And yet, he was graciously willing to do that for us. That's what the Book of Mormon called condescension. Behold the condescension of our God. Being graciously willing to come from the courts of glory to walk a terrestrial world with sinful men in order to demonstrate to them how it is that we can overcome the sin in our life and be cleansed every whit that we might be like him. Jesus asked the Nephites, what manner of men ought ye to be? Even as I am. Saints, this is a challenge for us today. This is what we're called to be. Men and women like unto Christ. We're called to perfection. We're called to be His. He knows that there are sins in our lives. He knows that we are influenced by the world that we live in. But He calls us to come unto Him. And as that hen gathereth her chicks, so is the promise to us that he would gather us. I pray that uh, this day, as we consider this table that is before us, the bread that represents the body and the wine that represents the blood, that which was sacrificed for us is before us in these emblems. I pray as the cover is removed from this table 
And you see the words written on the front, this do in remembrance of me. That there be special meaning for you today of what Jesus did for us. He calls us to be his, and through this sacrament of the Lord's Supper, we can truly remember the sacrifice that he made and the fulfillment that came from uh, him reading those words out of the ancient prophet's words, that we might uh, be called unto him and be his children. Approach this uh, sacrament as you have been instructed to in reverence and in repentance that you might partake worthily this day as the counsel of the good spirit unto you. And I pray that the Lord will bless us as we continue in this service. And I ask all of these things in the sacred name of he who laid his life down for us, our Lord Jesus Christ.
You may be seated. Sometimes, uh, almost involuntary, you do things such as what I just did in asking you to stand for that uh, singing of that hymn. And then as I pondered on why I did that, I don't believe that that was a mistake at all. How better to reverence our Heavenly Father than to stand before Him at attention, if you will. Saints, the emblems have been prepared. I would ask you if you would now join with me as we would offer the prayer of blessing first upon the bread. Shall we kneel? O God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this bread to the souls of all those who partake of it, that they may eat in remembrance of the body of Thy Son, and witness unto Thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they are willing to take upon them the name of thy Son, and always remember him, and keep his commandments which he has given them, that they may always have his Spirit to be with them. Amen. Has everyone received their portion of the bread that desired to partake? Then would you join me again in kneeling as the prayer of offering is offered upon the wine? O God, the Eternal Father, we ask Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ, to bless and sanctify this wine to the souls of all those who drink of it, that they may do it in remembrance of the blood of thy Son, which was shed for them, that they may witness unto thee, O God, the Eternal Father, that they do always remember him, that they may have his Spirit to be with them. Amen.
Has anyone missed their portion of the wine that desired to partake this morning? Saints, we've talked about the cross where Jesus was crucified this morning. Let's now close our service with singing the hymn Beneath the Cross of Jesus, where we have sat today. Number 376. Our Father, which art in heaven, we give you thanks for the gift of life, the gift of eternal life through your Son, Jesus. And we know, dear Lord, that you've uh, created this day and this very time that we might come in remembrance of his love, his sacrifice that comes from you. And we, uh, as we draw a close to this time together, Lord, let us now draw a close to the, the time in which we draw near unto thee. 
that you might draw near unto us, and that we might sup with you and you with me, with us. We know, God, that this is your plan and your pattern, that we would seek you out every day of our life, not only in this house, but in our daily walk. Help us to be planted, O God, as trees of righteousness near that river which you've created of life eternal, not only for our own good, dear Lord, but for the good of others, that we might bring shade in their time of trouble and the needs round about us, that we might feed those with the charity, which is a pure love of Christ, that might come in and through our life as we lay it down for your good, for your calling, for the building up of your kingdom. We thank you for entrusting us with stewardship of time on this earth. Give us the good gift of your spirit that we might have discernment on how to use it and that we might have the strength and courage to step out in faith to do those things which you are calling us to do in these latter days. We thank you for these many gifts and blessings and the revelation of your love in our life. Help us to do the same likewise to the others. And above all, Lord, forgive us of our sin. We know that you prepared the way to return unto thee. We ask and pray these things in the name of thy Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.